0: Hello. Yo. Hi, am. Very special day for the podcast base. February 16th, 2011, exactly six years ago. Today was our first ever show on Howard 101. Uh, so today's the rem- sixth year anniversary.
1: I remember, I remember being so scared shitless for those first episodes.
0: Still, to this day, the greatest moment of my uh, radio career or whatever is... Well, no, a couple things, but... When we were sitting there at the JBTV studios, I forgot what was on before. And then you just hear like the Howard Stern imaging. It's
1: like I think so, yeah. You heard Howard.
0: No, it's like, welcome to the world of Howard Stern. Next up, the Abe Cannon Show.
1: Well, if you think about it, it actually started before that.
0: Well, no, we did a podcast back in 2009.
1: No, 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 no. We Yes, we had a podcast that we were doing for a while, and Abe was the genius of getting into Tim Sabian and doing all that. But the best part of my life was that I was, at that moment, before we did that, was the marketing director for a broadcasting school, and I knew I was getting fired within the, the next day or two <laughs> and, and saying to myself, what do I do now? And I remember sitting in the office going, my world feels like it's crashing. What do I do? Where do I go? And then I see you pop up, and I pick up the phone, and you go, I I come bearing good news. I go, what do <laughs> you got? And you go, we're going to have a three-night audition on the Howard Stern channel. And I was like, oh, thank God.
0: It's really it unbelievable. Glorious. When, you, when you really break it down, it's it's really an unbelievable story. And I'll quickly just talk it about is. it. It is. Because we, we never... We never really talk about this stuff, and it is the six-year anniversary, and we did the show for three years, so that's a pretty good run, I think, in radio. Yes. Um, so we all did different radio shows. We all did a bunch of stuff, and I lost my job. I think it was when I was doing the show with Sludge. Is that it? Yeah. So then I said, okay, now I'm going to put together a show that I want to do, and I started doing a podcast in my bedroom with Sam Ryan and Bass. And we did... See, this podcast is like a stripped-down podcast. That original podcast, we did it to sound like a radio show. Yeah. So that one had, like, production and everything else. This one's just a stripped-down podcast, which I like. I I, I like this better, actually, because this is like... I think this is what a podcast should be. It's not a radio show.
1: Yeah, it's just a conversation.
0: I think a radio show and a podcast... But we were doing that podcast to get a job, basically. Oh, yeah. So... Tim Sabian was the program director, and I emailed him for years. I mean, when they first started on Sirius, I started emailing Tim Sabian. And he said he liked our stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then Bubba the Love Sponge got offered – they, like, tried to give him less money or something, and he turned it down, and he left Sirius. And that's the biggest mistake of his career because I think he's been chasing Sirius ever since then. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he would come back for whatever they offered him, and he'd probably come back now for free. Because that's how great that platform was for him. Anyways, because of that opening, Tim gave us an opportunity, and that was that three-night stand six years ago today.
1: And it is kind of funny because even to this day, I'll get emails or random messages on Facebook or even on LinkedIn and just... I have a second. I could use your advice on how to get a show on Sirius. There's no way. Go, There's no
0: way to make it happen. It just. I, I.
1: You are. I go. I would love to have a show on Sirius right now, and I have no idea how to do it.
0: I don't even know how to do it anymore, and I still no. work. I still work at Sirius. I still do the voiceover stuff for Octane. If you listen to Channel 37 Octane, I'm the voice of that channel. So you'll hear me but, in between but, all but the songs, I, and I have but, no idea how to get a show on Sirius. <laughs>
1: even further, if somebody really wanted to talk to whoever's in charge on a radio station, pick your favorite terrestrial radio station. All you got to do is Google it, and you'll get the contact number, and within that contact number, will give you the program director, the general manager, the general sales manager, and you can pretty much figure out who to send your stuff to or who you need to talk to in order to get a job. Serious? is impossible. Yeah, and I have, a... have... I mean, it is like... It is like going to Vegas and trying to find out who runs this place. I don't know which casinos have who for a boss. <laughs> it it's a land of, like, impossibilities. And if you happen to land in a spot, it just make sure it's comfortable. That's well, all. Tim
0: Sabian was running the station old school, like an old school talk station. So he was actually a guy that was accessible somewhat. I mean, we, we were like a needle in the haystack. Like, there were so many people who wanted to work there. And out of every show, I don't know why they picked us. Tim listened to it. He passed it on to Gary Delabate. Do you remember that? We went to New York.
1: I didn't there- get to go. You and Ryan went. I only got to, I got to no, hear the se- story as much as the listener did.
0: Oh, ah, okay. Well, you went You went the next time, right?
1: I went to the, the, uh, the Christmas party.
0: Okay, well, Gary was listening to the podcast. Like, he put it on a CD, and Tim had him listen. He was driving to the Howard Stern Show every morning listening to our podcast.
1: That's crazy.
0: And he even asked me. He's like, "So, what does bass look like?" <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta see what bass looks like. I gotta see what that, bass looks like.
1: That that knocked me over when you. So, no, well, the the first part you said was that he asked what I looked like, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Then you said he had listened to thirty of our podcasts. Something. I, like, I mean, oh I, for, I forgot God. how many, but, but it was
0: it was a good amount of podcasts that he listened to.
1: And I was like, this this doesn't seem real.
0: So then. Tim says, oh, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Howard Stern. And then Howard came out, and he comes up to me, and and this is probably the greatest moment in my radio career. He said, hey, Abe, I'm a big fan. (laughs) I know I've told that story a lot of times. I've told that story a lot of times, but to have Howard Stern come up to me when I'm a big fan of his to tell me, oh, I'm a big fan of this shitty podcast you guys do. (laughs) Which, I, I mean, who knows how much he listened? I know he did listen, though. He definitely listened to it. I mean, this is back when Tim Sabian was running the channels, and him and Howard had all the input, and Gary had a lot of input on stuff. So that's how it happened, and, and it was it was crazy the way it happened. I think, and, like I said, I emailed Tim Sabian; he gave us a shot. We did three nights in a row starting today. Six years ago, the first show was very shaky. If you remember,
1: oh my god, yes. Well, first of all, just hearing the imaging, I think we all cropped our pants. You're, you're just nervous, like, and, 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 and to be honest. We we had a meeting before it happened because A, Sam had never actually really done radio before. Yeah, we put Sam B,
0: Sam goes from never let, let's talk about that for a second. Yes. Sam goes from never doing any kind of radio in his life, ever, to being on the Howard Stern channel. I mean, do you know how many radio people would have killed to be on the Howard Stern channel? And oh, Sam oh who had God. never and this I think now there's a lot of shows on Sirius where it's kinda like it's, it's I don't think it's as prestigious anymore To have a show there Because there's so many sh- There's a lot of different kinds of shows now But back then it was still Very prestigious And there weren't many Shows like ours on there
1: No, but even if somebody today Got it if, if a giant Like Headline went out somewhere And said the words So-and-so just got a show On the Howard Stern channel It's still the showstopper
0: Oh, yeah Definitely, and it's just funny that Sam went out of no, like just literally off the streets to being on the Howard Stern channel.
1: Just so lucky enough to be your brother, and for you to find him funny enough to do a show. At well, no, home. I mean
0: he was funny. he was an essential part of the podcast. He was hilarious on saying. the podcast. Yeah, which shows once again that if you're hiring talent, you don't just hire radio talent. Like if I if I was ever which one day it would be amazing if I could be a program director because I would hire people that I find funny. And guess what? I could teach them how to work a board. Oh, and God, I, yeah. I, I would pair them up with someone who knows how to do radio and put them together like that. That's how I would pair up teams and stuff like that. Of course. I would give all kinds of people opportunities. But anyways, um, yeah, we did those three shows, and then it led to more. And then we ended up, we were supposed to take over for Scott Farrell. Well, I don't know well, if I've ever then, talked about that.
1: Well, hold on. But then... We had a meeting, it was at Sam's old condo, and it was you, me, Ryan, and Sam, and we were all trying to figure out exactly what the hell we were doing, we were trying to organize every thought, because usually with the podcast, me, Ryan, and Sam would all just assemble at Abe's, and Abe would just go through a litany of different topics in his head, and we would all comment on that, and this would be the one show where we all put input in, and it was Abe's idea that if anybody ever heard very first episode, the very first segment we ever did was Abe's idea that we will <laughs> all introduce each other, but bash the living shit out of <laughs> each other. <laughs> and I remember seeing like, alright, this is kind of playful, and then you introduced me, and I was like, I think my feelings just got hurt.
0: Yeah, it, it I, was was
1: not, I was not prepared. Because <laughs> like, everybody else was like, oh, you know, this and that person, and then, you know, we took the to Abe, oh yeah, he's just a he wears a lot of black T-shirts. He's kind of a... Uh, no, I think to to I think it was club. pretty.
0: I think it was pretty vicious for everyone, if I remember. No, correctly.
1: when I got rained down about, I was. It was like a it was a rude awakening. <laughs> I was like, damn.
0: I remember. I remember the awkward silence when we went through a commercial after that first segment. <laughs> like, oh shit!
1: And then all your all your apes say is, "Uh, I think that went pretty well." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone else is shell-shocked.
1: Yeah, we're all sitting there, like, you know, like not even looking at each other in the eye, like, wow, I never thought you guys felt that way about me. I need to... Maybe there's, maybe there's some life changes that need to happen here. Well, no, we said
0: we want to rip on each other. Like, we want to make it vicious.
1: It was it was vicious.
0: That was probably a bad idea on my...
1: <laughs> looking back at it. You probably, but you know what? I figured... It was a good, it was a good idea, but it's just like... You know, even though a lot of things sound good on paper, hey, no show's ever opened up. Yeah. Where we ripped the living it. and you're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. We'll all hop on each other. Then when it actually gets done, and you realize that a lot of people that you told to listen to this show because it's our big opportunity, and you're like, man, I think my mother just heard you guys say that about me. It's going to be pretty hard to walk back home to, to that the, those comments. Also,
0: it's, now we have another, like, two hours and 40 minutes to fill. <laughs> two more days. Yeah, and then two more days after that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that that was it was very surreal, and it was still it's still In an life. awesome uh, moment.
1: And, and to be honest, after the third day got done, we didn't hear anything for like it had it been six months, right? Before every it seemed like every week. Well, here, I'll, 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 with Dexter, let me give some. Show. Let me give
0: some more insight. When are we doing this? Let me. I'll even give more insight, and, and this this is another Howard Stern connection. Pig vomit from the Howard Stern movie, Kevin Matheny, offered me a job at WGN. I think he was going to let all of you guys do the show with me. It wasn't like well, guaranteed.
1: It was, it was based on you and Ryan, but I think we were all supposed to like, like somehow there was... Cause no, I was it was, it was Ryan, or, Ryan
0: wasn't even guaranteed. It was just like, he said, no, he, he said I could have everyone, but I just don't know what the money was going to be. I don't know how the money was going to work out, but it was a done deal. We were supposed to start in like whatever, like whatever Christmas time or something. So I called hey. Tim and I told him, hey, I got this offer at GN, whatever. And that, that got the, balls move, the ball moving at Howard 101 a lot quicker. Because if it wasn't for Pig Vomit offering me a job, the Howard Stern thing might have gone on even longer. But so what hey. happened was after, after he hired me, he got fired. And then he died a few years later, but he got fired literally like the day after he hired me, or a couple like a couple weeks after.
1: That's right. Three weeks later, it was he read the article saying he got fired, and we were like, "Man, I hope you really, really uh, signed us on there. I hope the next guy really understands his plan for us." And then,
0: and then I went there to meet with the new guys, and they're like, uh, "We can't honor anything that he said because uh, that, that's why he got fired."
1: Oh my god, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so then uh yeah, so then then the luckily Tim put us on. And Tim Sabian was like the champion of our show. Like he 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 ha- we were set to replace Scott Farrell and when Scott Farrell left, we were set to get that job.
1: And the the other interesting thing was that for people that don't really know, and I know people that are really giant fans of Star, they they know Tim Sabian just via his show, but like, Tim Sabian, in radio terms, is kind of like a Phil Jackson, like, he's a large dude for us, yeah. like, just to, just for you to, like, even have the kind of communication you had with him.
0: Yeah, he called me today, so, like, I talked to Tim was like, Sabian oh today, k-
1: I remember being like, Abe, hey, you, you talked to Tim Sabian, was he cool?
0: Yeah, I'm like, cool. Yeah, and then, fun. like,
1: for him to, like, I, mean, I remember just when I met him, I was like, this is out of control, I can't believe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. We weren't even thirty years old yet. We were no. just young twinks.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if you could ever classify you and I as twinks, but sure,
0: <laughs> young under thirty twinks. And then so okay. so yeah. So then we were supposed to replace Pharrell. That didn't happen. And then they just got rid of the live programming and whatever. So that's how it ended. But after that, we got hired. We were supposed to get hired to do nights at WGN FM in Chicago. They were supposed to buy a station called WGN-FM. It was going to be an FM station, and we were supposed to do nights. And I don't know who else was rumored to be on the station, like Brandmeier and Steve Dollar. I don't remember who else. But that was the other thing
1: yeah. that was supposed to
0: happen that didn't happen.
1: There yeah, there were a couple times where he almost came back.
0: So luckily, I, I got the job at The Loop. You got the job at WLS. Ryan but,
1: but, got the job at LA. Honest, even after the GM, we had one more shot at a tryout.
0: Oh, then the loop morning, the the fake contest we did. The and,
1: fake and, contest and, that we were really hoping wasn't fake.
0: Yeah, even though I probably, it had to have been fake because I was doing two auditions. I yeah. was doing my own audition that I was doing the the audition yeah. with Manka.
1: That's right. But
0: that, 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 that was fun, I thought. I, I enjoyed that week. That was another surreal yeah. moment. When they put us yeah. in theater, oh, the Abe Cannon show kicking off the Loop casting call. Like, just out of nowhere.
1: That was weird. As we had some because, good momentum I mean, going there was, there. because Only because there were rumors. I mean, at first you were in talks with the Loop to do to be with a couple of people yeah, on your own. And then that faded away, and then it went to some other people that we didn't do. And then all of a sudden I get a call right before the Super Bowl saying, oh, we're starting on Monday.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're doing a week.
1: Yeah, I'm starting Monday.
0: The best is when they're like, oh, we're all supposed to get paid, and then they're like, oh, uh, we can only pay you, Abe. So then, like, <laughs> everyone had to do it for free in a blizzard, and then no one got job. I mean, it, it worked out for everyone. Ryan got a great job in L.A. Base got a great job at WLS. I ended up getting hired at The Loop to do mornings anyway.
1: Yeah. Sam got it. Sam, a- Sam is always doing better than all of us
0: yeah Sam just does better than all of us anyway so- <laughs> he,
1: does, he does better at life than all of us
0: yeah but I just thought I'd reflect on that because it's today's the six, it came up on my calendar I had it in there for some reason it said oh Howard Stern it's, def- first it's,
1: it's definitely a, a fun stroll that memory lane in terms of uh, what we've done because I, mean, I, mean, I remember at the end of it just being like everything that we're doing seems impossible we're going in every week doing a show or we're just having fun, and we laughed so much. It was, just a, it was like every Saturday I got paid to hang out with my friends and talk shit and laugh at the same time.
0: Yeah, like we were doing that show before. A lot of the popular podcasts now kind of do what we did back then six years ago. Oh, yeah. And we were doing the podcast. So we started that podcast eight years ago. Yep. I mean, so we were doing this stuff a long time before, even when we had other jobs going and whatever else. I mean, still we have other jobs right now, and we still do it.
1: Of course. It's fun. It it, it just is fun.
0: All right. So let's move on to something uh, current. And uh, so I, I know I talk about this a lot, but what's with the guys at the gym who blow dry their hair naked, and then they always blow dry their balls also?
1: I don't understand the reason to blow dry at In a, a, a public, like, no, I mean, there's no, home. there's no problem. No, no,
0: no. You could blow dry your hair, but put pants on or put on a towel.
1: But that's too much. Go home. Oh, no, it's fine. Cars, no, no, boats, no. Because home.
0: maybe you're going to work. Maybe, whatever. I don't mind blow drying your hair. I mind having the dick flopping while they're blow drying their hair. <laughs> the the balls shaking from behind. What are you I, looking I, at? What are you look? I, well, you, you're not going to see a dick when you're when you're. I'm trying to wash my hands. Some slob is blow drying his hair naked.
1: You, I figured this. We are in, even though it's a locker room and there's still somewhat of a privacy to it that, you know, you're in a, a private area, you're still in public. Like, there, you, there's still no reason to be completely naked. There are in ways. In front of to, strangers.
0: Why are you there, that comfortable are, in front of strangers?
1: There are so many ways to go. A, you can go into a bathroom stall and get completely naked. B, you can have a towel wrapped around you and go change in and out. There are, like, so many different ways where you have people feel the need. Just drop trowel and just go, this is accepted. Like, okay, even I don't understand that.
0: I used to wrestle in high school, I was never naked in the locker room. Okay, of course, your balls are exposed for probably two seconds when you're taking off your pants and putting, like, you know, like when you're changing out your clothes, yes. right? That's it. I understand a one to three seconds. And even when I would do that, I would put the towel in front of me when I'd put them on. Yeah. Because there's no point in being naked, and, and that's with your friends, which is, I think it's just as bad, but maybe it's even worse to not have a problem being naked in front of complete strangers, having conversations, and then they, they go right to the ball. They always have to blow dry that huge bush they have in their pants, always. <laughs> and there's just no reason. And then the guys who take off their jeans, and then the dick comes right out, yep. everyone, there, there's a reason why you wear like boxer briefs. Didn't Jesus even wear, like, a slip underneath his gown? I would think so. Jesus didn't just wear a gown. He had a slip underneath. And that was for, like, to protect the balls and ass and everything. And that's what boxers are for. There's nothing more disgusting than the guy at the gym. He unbuttons his jeans, pulls the jeans out, and the dick pops right out. <laughs> you should wear... I mean, honestly, right?
1: Of course.
0: Jesus didn't even do that. That slip he wore underneath, that white, he wore like a white slip, or whatever you would call it, underneath, or like a piece, like some kind of cloth undergarment. Yes. I mean, they didn't have, like, boxers back then, or briefs, but Jesus yeah. knew to wear a slip. He didn't want to get his main gown full of, like, you know, piss and shit and everything.
1: <laughs> it was holy shit. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Now I understand if you're ugly and and your your one main thing is your dick, I guess. And you're like you're. Let's say you're disgusting, but your your one good quality is that you're like Ron Jeremy. I I kind of understand why those guys would want to at least walk around to show people what's up.
1: But no, when you're at a gym, it's it's like the same guys that walk around that are like all roided up and wearing what used to be like a thong but in a shirt form. <laughs> but- yeah. Dude, I don't want to see your large packs. I don't want to see, like, a piece of strand holding your freaking ginormous back and showing me the the form that you have. Just work out and go away.
0: When I was at the gym today, there was a woman, she looked like she had a man's body and she was wearing, like, posing trunks. And she kept, like, doing squatting motions and she, she had a weird body. It would look disgusting. Like, why would you wear those at the gym? Or the whores who wear, like, the really tight spandex shorts with their asses hanging out?
1: Oh, actually, I enjoy that.
0: Yeah, you enjoy it, but I'm just saying, like, what's the benefit of it? I, I know you're there's
1: trying to... No ben- there's, and, and, and like you and I have mentioned it before, why are people wearing $300 headphones when you're working out?
0: Yeah, do you want the sweat on those Beats headphones? Wouldn't you wear like, the Beats Apple earbuds?
1: Like that, that's a substantial investment of, of headgear you're putting on there. You really want to sweat it out and just throw those things around in a locker room? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> so the main thing that I just want you to take out of this is, if you're at the gym, do not have your dick out. And and you could quickly, if, if you have to take off everything, it's I don't mind one to three seconds of your dick, okay? It's fine. <laughs> but after that one to three seconds, and, and by the way, when the one to three seconds... You should be holding the boxers up in front of your dick. So, basically, you're going to only see, like, side ass and then, like, remnant dick.
1: You shouldn't even be seeing
0: dick. No, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes, like, when you p- pick your knee up, it's almost impossible to, like, not have shit flinging around. But that's fine, yeah. because at least you're, you're you're attempting to not... You're not the guy uh, in front of the mirror shaving naked. <laughs> you're not the guy... Shaking the water off his hair, naked. You should see this slob. This slob, This guy was a slob, and he was blow drying his hair at the gym. Just ass everywhere, sloppiness everywhere.
1: Yeah, I am. When I, I'm at the I, gym, oh. I try. I, I don't even try to show my stomach at the gym. I I want a little of my skin. I mean, if I get if I could have like you know like the the leg like spandex leg things that cover up my legs <laughs> and my arms, I would. I would pretty much do it to go right up to my chin if I if I had that option.
0: Maybe they could make some kind of curtains at the gym. Like a curtain inside each lo- like each set of lockers?
1: That wouldn't be bad.
0: That's not a bad idea, right? No. Th- there should be a way so that you, you like I've never seen base's dick, right? And I've known you for how many years? And you've uh, we've worked out many times. Yeah. So how come I've never seen that? Why should I see some strangers penis if I haven't seen base's?
1: Well, why do you need to see penis?
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't need to see any. But I'm just saying, like, I haven't even seen yours. Why do I want to see some strangers? (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me.
1: That's absolutely true.
0: Um, There's a men's health article. There's actually a men's health article about skin tags. That's lovely. And it says the right way to remove skin tags. And. So it's it basically says that you should go to a dermatologist and have them cut the skin tags off.
1: Jeez.
0: And I didn't know this because.
1: They grow back?
0: No, they don't. They don't grow okay. back in the same spot. Okay. They grow, They you might get new skin tags, but once you get, according to this, and men's health is a pretty good source, I think. It says they don't grow back in the same spot, but you might get new skin tags. And they said skin tags form when you're obese and the flesh keeps touching.
1: So the chafing, uh,
0: yeah, the chafing issue. is. But but how do they get so out of control?
1: Well, I guess if you if you're doing a lot of walking, that that seems to chafe it out pretty good.
0: It's usually when they have that that big blubber neck. Do you ever see that big neck?
1: I have seen it before.
0: And if it's, I guess if it's like touching the side, I, I don't know how it happens, but it just, you get these disgusting skin tags and people just, they don't, they, I guess they just don't think they need to cut them. Ugh. Like, wouldn't you get them, if, if you had skin tags, wouldn't you get them snipped every week?
1: I don't know about every week. But or like every month. It. Like a haircut. Hel- I would hope get one good uh, session and knock it out for the for the better. Like, oh, I
0: went to the barber shop. I got lined up. I got my beard trimmed. I got my skin tags clipped. On.
1: <laughs> barber dermatologist all the same uh, all the same appointment day.
0: My question is when they when they like clip off the skin tags? Do they like rub chalk on the little stuff? Like what's left over? You know what I mean? Ugh. Like, do they put that little? Do you, do you ever see when um, they cut a dog's nails and they because dogs' nails have veins in them?
1: Oh yes. Do you ever see- oh.
0: oh, your cats too, right? Don't cats have the same thing or no?
1: Yeah. Okay. But with cats, with cats, you get uh you can clip their nails, you just have to clip like the tip of it, like the point. Didn't you, you, you say that- you
0: did it once to your cat and it was just bleeding everywhere? No, I
1: did it. That would gross me out. Oh, that
0: wasn't you, okay. Someone told me that. But do you've seen it, right? Where they clip it and it starts bleeding? Yeah. You ever see that shit they put on the nail to like stop the bleeding? No. It looks
1: like I usually turn my head from it.
0: It looks like um like, clay or so, I, I don't know. It's a weird substance that they put on there. It's like It looks like a clay or something like that. Do they dab that on your skin tag, like, lesion that's left behind? Because I'm sure the skin tag doesn't come off clean.
1: Because
0: they're not getting sucked out. They're getting cut off.
1: Well, if it goes to the skin, I would like to assume that once they do it, you've pretty much taken out the source. Yeah, but if I... If I just let it, just let it scab over, maybe just put a little, uh, you know, just... I wouldn't say a band-aid, but something to just kind of keep it clipped. So
0: you think you, you don't think that there's a, a bad scar or like a black dot behind or something?
1: I'm sure there probably is at, at some point, but at some point, this extra skin's got to grow over it, I think. It's got to <laughs> coagulate.
0: If if anyone has skin tags, if they're brave enough to come on the podcast, I'd like to interview you <laughs> about, like, about how exactly what happens. That, I've might always, the,
1: that might be the podcast where I have something else to do. I don't know if I want to go in-depth with somebody about skin tags. This will be an
0: exclusive one-on-one, like when Bill O'Reilly interviewed Donald Trump. Oh, God. This, yeah. will, be a, this will be a one-on-one interview. <laughs> uh, tell me how you develop the skin tags.
1: Not and when me. they cut them off, what do they put on it, or do they just sand it down with sandpaper?
0: Do you wash your tags? <laughs> what do you think have about you, the word skin tag? Have you named... Do you put Neosporum on your skin tags? How do you clean them? Do you clean in between your tags? Do you, ever, do you ever try to pull out a tag? Wouldn't you... Like, if I have any kind of acne on my face, I just scrape... Maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i fucked up. Maybe I have, like, like, OCD or something. But if I have anything on my face, I can't have it. So I'm, like, squeezing it and everything else. Could you imagine a skin tag on your neck? Wouldn't you be scraping at that thing all the time?
1: I mean, uh, I think once once it gets to a place where people can see it, I would think that something would have to be done. Like, if it's in your legs or in a spot where nobody can really see it, I think you can get away with it. But if it starts showing up in spots like that, that's when you're, uh, it's time to fix this.
0: I'll never forget, I think I think I was at like a Judas Priest concert and there was a guy in the mosh pit. He was real heavy and he had the most disgusting skin tags. And he his like shirt, you ever see when people's shirts all stretched out when it's sweaty? Yeah, it's So he was covered in sweat. The shirt was, like, pretty much down to his belly button. It was so stretched out. And he had, like, a a farm of skin tags on his neck. And they all looked extra irritated. That was, like, my sickest skin tag memory. (laughs) You know what's funny about Judas Priest? Could you imagine all the guys... Like, how, how do the guys feel that made out with Rob Helford to get, like, a free guitar pick back in the day? Ugh. Because, you know, there's a lot of stories about metal guys who would make out with Rob Helford. Really? Well, you know he's gay, right?
1: Well, not. I don't really know too much about him, to be honest. Okay, so
0: the lead singer of Judas Priest, like, one of the greatest metal bands to a lot of people, he's gay. And back in the day... Everyone thought pretty much back in the day. Everyone thought everyone was straight, including Freddie Mercury. Who, when you look back on him, he it was obvious. How, yeah. How
1: did, how did you not know? <laughs>
0: like just based off the beginning, his band called Queen. Like, yes. <laughs> like just if you just start with the basics with Freddie Mercury. Yes. It's pretty obvious that he wasn't straight. <laughs> but anyways, people thought the back
1: spandex, then. Spandex, the spandex, the.
0: You don't even have to go into all that. Let's just start with the basics. Queen. Queen. I mean, that, that, that should have been enough right there. But, so Rob Helford, everyone just assumed he was straight because, you know, there, apparently there was no such thing as a gay person oh God. back then. But I there's a lot of stories of, like, these metalheads that would go backstage and then he would, like, make out with them. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you talk to some of these... I, I, I did some interviews at, when Judas Priest was here, like, I don't know, two years ago. And a lot of the guys said... Oh yeah, I'd probably make out just you know, just cuz it's Rob
1: Helford. <laughs> oh my god.
0: So I'm sure a lot of those guys back in the day, I'm sure they're like those ultra like straight guys, you know, they're like real homophobic now. So like how do they how do they feel that they made out with Rob Helford for like a guitar pick or whatever or whatever he had? Hey Rob, can I get your bracelet? Uh yeah, come on in the bus for a second. Let's hang out. God, like he'd get him drunk or something, and then give him the bracelet while making out with him. The bracelet or whatever. Hey man, can I get one of those picks? Ugh. I used to go to a lot of metal shows, and like all those metal guys ever wanted were picks.
1: Yeah, what is the deal with that? I mean, I've never seen. I've I've always seen people try to grab picks or or, or drumsticks. I've never seen any I've never seen anybody go. Oh, yeah, here's the pick that I got from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: No, I know people who collect picks. Like, they have, like, every pick. I don't even know how they get, like, like they dive to the floor. Really? I know people who take flashlights, or back, back when I was in high school and stuff. Like, they would take flashlights to get the picks. Like, they'd start, like, you'd see them on the ground crawling for picks. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> but all those melodies, hey, can I get a pick? Can I get a pick? Can I get a pick?
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Or it's, it's even weirder when they like throw their t shirt in the crowd and all these guys are fighting over the t shirt.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: Like it's a t shirt covered in sweat and like five guys are ripping it apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in it's like sync or something. We're on stage and like five girls were like ripping it in sync shirt that Justin Timberlake. That's exactly what it's like. I mean, can you imagine well, that, like Danzig throwing a moldy or... t shirt out and all these guys fighting over it?
1: But not just that, but whenever you see, like, like especially, like, metal dudes jumping in the, you know, when they jump into the, the crowd, like, all those dudes are grabbing them by the junk. And I'm like, what's wrong with you guys?
0: Well, do you remember when girls would get in the mosh pit? Like, guys would, like, finger them, grab their boobs. Oh, boots. God, yes. It's disgusting.
1: Any girl, that, any girl that's ever crowd-served has been sexually assaulted on, on more than any way you could ever imagine.
0: Pretty much every girl who listens to metal has been sexually assaulted if they've yeah. been in a mosh pit. Not even if they, like, body-surfed. Just and we've talked about this a million times, but it's it's worth mentioning again. Just being in the pit, every guy with a hard penis posts up behind the girl, and they don't care what the girl looks like. Nope. They just want to drive their disgusting penis into her backside. Yep. They just stand there, and the best is when they get behind the girl and they put both arms out like blocking it. So like, this is mine. This is mine. Yep. It's it's like like a a lion who found a zebra.
1: Yeah, like an it's injured like, zebra. A, a- it's like he's saddled up to a urinal that he never wants to walk away from.
0: <laughs> or, like, what, what's what's the animal that, like, when, or is, is it a dog when it has sex with another dog? Like, the penis lock? Yeah, right? It's a dog. Like, doesn't the penis, like, lock in?
1: It's like a stinger, yeah.
0: That's why when guys fuck dogs, they can't get the dog off of them.
1: <laughs> like, isn't, isn't that right? I don't know, but that's just gross even thinking about it.
0: But that's kind of what those guys do at metal shows. Oh, my Lord. Like, they lock in. No, no, get <laughs> out! And they, like, elbow people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did I tell you my story about... I, I won't say the name of the restaurant, but did I tell you what happened at the wing... Pl- and it wasn't Hooters. But I went to a wing place. Did I tell you what happened? No. Okay, so I ordered these wings. I went to pick them up. I get these, like, these... Like habanero wings, they're really good. Peach habanero, delicious. Ooh. And so I go in there.
1: Do I know, do I know this place?
0: Well, I'll, I'll just say the name. Buffalo Wings and Rings.
1: The, ah, the, one, the okay. one by
0: Sox Park, right?
1: Gotcha. I never had that place.
0: So I go in there. I pick up the wings. I look at them in the bag. I say, are you sure these are peach habanero? And the girl says, yeah. So I get home, and they're like garlic parmesan or something. So I call, and I say, hey, you know, you gave me the wrong wing. She goes, oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll just put you down. You, next time you come in, I'll give you 15 free wings or whatever. Nice. So she said, I'll tell the manager, blah, 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 blah. So later that week, I called back. I said, hey, this is Abe. I'm on the list. I'm supposed to have some from, from free wings. And she said, oh, yeah, I remember you, blah, blah. Let me just go get the manager. So she talks to the manager, and he said, oh, uh. There's no documentation of it, so I can't do it. And then she, she, and then she told him that she remembered me, and this guy told his employee that he couldn't take her word for it.
1: I can't take your word for it. He told
0: his employee. Who, wow. it's, it's, it's like that was my cousin or something, someone I never met before. <laughs> she remembered it because she accidentally told me they were the right wings. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't happen all the time. And wow. I I go in there all the time. So he told her, oh, I can't. So I said, well, let me talk to him. And she said, okay. And then she came back and she said, oh, he said call back at, so it was like 3.30 when I called. He told her, oh, tell him to call back at 5 when the other manager is here.
1: Oh, God. Because he
0: had his coat on. He had his coat on. So I said, no, let me talk to him. So she went back and then she said, oh, no, he has his coat and he's leaving. So he made some wow. kind of, he made some kind of, rule he made a ruling, right? He put his coat on left, told me to call back in two hour, an hour and a half, am I still going to be, you don't think I'm going to find other food in an hour and a half? No kidding. Like, am I really going to wait an hour and a half to talk to another manager? Exactly. So what I did was, and, and I never do this. Base, do I ever complain about anything? No. But how disgusting is that manager?
1: Dude, that's a, that's a piece of shit, man. So, guys, that's how you know a place like that has a rotating Man, like managers and general managers are there's a new one every month. Well,
0: you the girl, I mean? the like girl is super nice.
1: The girl is super nice because she's there to just you know because she is nice. But the managers and the general managers, they're always getting switched around and moved around because there's something like you know it's like a, like general managers at a gym. If you ever asked, if you ever asked to talk to a manager at a gym, one week you go like two weeks later, like, oh, oh hey, no, where's no, the, uh, no, he's, where's he's the manager. Like, oh yeah, that guy's gone now. Meet a uh, meet a uh, you know. Dion our new our new general yeah. manager yeah brace. brace is, like, brace is over at maximum
0: brace, brace yeah. is working at maximum overdrive gym now
1: <laughs> oh here's here's Dion and he walks over with his freaking his protein shago what can I do for you bud yeah you you want to talk to a personal trainer
0: oh brace already promised you something well null and void
1: you want to work out a new negotiation <laughs> with me or you out Here you' out?
0: no hair off my balls if you leave I got enough members <laughs> Actually, I got too many members you want to leave go ahead
1: as he's figuring the girl making the shakes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, you want you want to leave? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't need you here.
1: I got a guy here signing up that'll take your spot. No problem.
0: I get those calls all the time because I, I sometimes bet on games and stuff, and I, and I play poker online.
1: You sometimes bet on games.
0: I don't bet on games ever, really.
1: Right. No, no,
0: no. I play poker, but I don't bet on games. I'm I'm serious. Why would I lie? I I play online. Because every
1: time I go, Abe, are you watching this Bulls game? Do you? Come on, son. I got the over.
0: Oh no, not no. The only thing I've done recently was bet on the coin toss for the Super Bowl, and then I bet on the game, and I lost both. So this guy, but but base, I I don't care. It's like I would lie. I'm just saying. I I I really don't. I, I do. I bet on games ever. Every once in a while, but not really. I really don't. So this guy calls me. And he's like, hey, Abe, uh, you got your lines in yet? And I said, uh, no, uh, I don't bet anymore. He's like, you don't bet since when? What, during the Super Bowl? And I said, what? what? He's like, when did you stop betting? I said, I don't know, a year ago. <laughs> he goes,
1: "Oh my god!"
0: Uh, first of all, I already know you're lying, so that's not going to work. So I got some picks for you. You want them? And he like, what kind of sales tactic is that? Like, do you really think that I would ever do business with you when you're talking shit to me? I mean, he was right; I did bet on the coin toss for the Super Bowl. So somehow they sell—obviously, on these online websites—they sell your information to these people. That's God. obvious. But what an asshole, right? Uh, Honestly, I oh, so what? Oh, during the Super Bowl, so I already know you're a liar. I mean, what got that? That sales tactic isn't going to work with me. So anyways, back back to the wings. So, I actually called the corporate office and I told the woman like the secretary or whatever what happened. Literally 9 minutes after I talked to her, the girl called me back and she said, "Oh, that manager, the guy who put the code on, he just called me and said give him anything he wants off the menu." Wow. So the cor- this guy must have got reamed out by like like the corporate the head of corporate.
1: Give him anything he wants on the menu. I'll take all of it.
0: Yeah, I I didn't I wasn't a pig about it. I just got like whatever. But Isn't that funny that <laughs> if you're in the right, only if you're in the right, don't complain like I said easy ice and they put 9 cubes. Easy ice is 6 cubes. <laughs> but if you if if you're really treated bad and I'm a good tipper and everything else. So, if you're actually treated bad, you should complain. Well, and and, I mean, and good you, management in, will take care of it.
1: I'd like to think that people are in business to make money. You want? I mean, especially in a in a, in a world that we live in, where word of mouth and things like Yelp and social media can really make or break a business. Do you really want to go to town with somebody over fifteen chicken wings? Yeah, I mean, like nine, like ten dollars. Really, really think out the strategy here, pal.
0: Yeah, I'm like, it's not even about the money. It's just no, I don't. The but situation I mean, think about
1: you just. I mean all you'd have to do is literally go on Facebook and go, Hey, you know, I'm not I'm not bashing anybody, but I just had a really bad experience with so and so and he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't nah. know that you have like ten thousand Twitter followers. I mean he doesn't know who he's dealing with, and that's why guys like that gotta just be a little smarter, man. Come on.
0: It doesn't ma- yeah, it doesn't matter who he's dealing with, it's just you, you shouldn't Yeah, but he
1: doesn't but he doesn't know who he's dealing with and you know, a guy like you who I mean, you're obviously not a uh, pretty loyal customer. Uh, when Abe finds a product he likes, ladies and gentlemen, he stays. <laughs> it is it is constant king of the hell with Abe. If he likes one thing, if it does not get topped, he will buy it over and over and over and over again <laughs> until someone says, Abe, this is better. And it's only until then that Abe hears this, finds <laughs> it, and will then make the evaluation.
0: Oh, this if is it's better.
1: better. And if that place is better... Then they will get Abe's money from now on. So if you're, if you are lucky enough to have Abe Cannon come back, that means you have won, and you should yep. harness this asset.
0: You're right, guys. Like you're right, guys like me are an asset to a restaurant or a fast but food place.
1: You single handedly brought Jimmy John's to Richmond, Virginia. That's I a mean, true story. Until you went down there,
0: I'll quickly tell that story in thirty seconds. When I did the morning show with Sludge in Richmond, Virginia. They didn't have Jimmy John's. I talked about it so much that a guy named Mike called me and he said, my dad and I are thinking about opening up a franchise. You always talk about Jimmy John's. We think that you pushed us over the edge for Jimmy John's. Do you want to be the spokesman? I was a, spokes- I was a spokesman for Jimmy John's when they only had one location. If you live in Richmond, if you're listening to this, and, and, and I'm not making this up, I'm sure Jimmy John's would be in Richmond by now because I think they have a lot of locations. But I am responsible for bringing the franchise to Richmond. I really am.
1: And then what happened? The guy didn't even give you a free sandwich?
0: No, he gave me a free sandwich. No, well, he gave me free sandwiches at some point, but the first time I went in there, (laughs) um, but, I mean, I got paid money to do the commercials, so that, yeah. But that being said, the guy who talked about your restaurant more than anyone ever, the first time I go in there, I probably could have got a free sandwich, right?
1: All right, I'm looking at Google right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, Six Jimmy John's in Richmond, Virginia. Yep, and I
0: think I think he owned like at least three of them. And and he started out. And he might he might own all of them, but he he owns like a, you know you get like a certain section. Yeah. When when you start franchising a place, but the first time I went in there, he's like, ha 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 ha, there he is. I'm like, yes. I'm like one gargantuan, please. <laughs> he's like, you want bacon on that garg?
1: And not I'm like, uh,
0: why not? <laughs> and then I saw I saw him point to the the kid at the restaurant. He's like, uh... Yeah, right there, $1.50 for bacon. I'm like, what? And then, then I'm like, he's like, uh, "What? oh, I know you want extra mayo, right? So then after all this, he's like, oh, all right, $13.50. And then, he, then they also charge Sludge, who who wasn't even getting paid to do the endorsements. But like when him and I, him and I had a lot of endorsements, but we would treat each other's endorsements like it was ours. So like sure. when he when he was doing his endorsement, I'd be talking about it with him. Like that's how it should be. Yeah. That's the way an endorsement should work. Yeah. You, you spread the wealth, and then, you know, you talk about it, and then both people, it, like, it just shouldn't matter that I'm getting paid to do Jimmy John's because Sludge was getting paid to do whatever else. But sure. that being said, Sludge talked about Jimmy John's every morning, too, for free. Then they charged him for his Italian nightclub. <laughs> that being said, I did get paid weekly to do commercials for them. But still, that first sandwich should have been free, right?
1: I Oh, uh, God, yes. The the single inspiration for the place. Yeah. the least they can do.
0: Come on. So if you're in Richmond and you like Jimmy John's, you can thank me. And that's not a joke. I brought you that franchise. Honestly. Um, just a few so other that, things.
1: So that is, that is what I'm saying. When a when, when a, co- when a company or a fast food chain has eight cans oh, that's one right. store and asking for a, uh, for a membership card to get, after 12 sandwiches, he gets a free one. Enjoy it. It's not going to last long because you will find better. But until that happens, you, my friends, are getting paid.
0: You're going to get paid at least weekly. Like I still go to Jimmy John's every week. Like every week. Weekly. Oh yeah, a couple times a week.
1: Oh god, yeah. You're you're almost twice. I mean, I think I've heard you say you've gotten Jimmy John's twice in a day.
0: I I have done that. Yeah, I used to do that with Chipotle too. And actually, I made my return to Chipotle a couple days ago because I got that free guacamole. That's right. Did you get that? You played some video game or something?
1: I did not. I, you told me it, it's the classic case of you find out about a good deal that they have.
0: <laughs> it's funny that I, I went back to Chipotle for a free like, $2 guacamole and chips.
1: And I told you, I've never gone to Chipotle and had guacamole and chips. It's always been burrito. But I'll
0: tell you, it was quite delicious. And I remember you, I used to go to Chipotle like a couple times a week. So, so you're right, <laughs> base. I am an asset. People like me are what you would call a Very true, much. a true I, asset. I, I, I've
1: understood it for a long time because, I mean, when I moved to the South Side because my wife is from the South Side and Abe was from the South Side and I was never from there, and I remember going, Abe, hey, I need good food spots. You were the person to tell me. That's right. Like, this is the best place you'll find an Italian beef, and you're right.
0: I gave you my playbook on fast food,
1: and it 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 hit. It, it was the it was number one, man. It was awesome
0: let's get to a couple less things here real quick. Um that you saw Charles Oakley got kicked out of Madison Square Garden. Oh god, yes. The way Charles Oakley handled those douchebag security guards, that showed me why Michael Jordan has hung out with him for so many years. Oh yeah. Like didn't you always didn't wasn't it always weird to you that the guys Michael Jordan would hang like why is he hanging out with Charles Oakley? He's kind of a the loser. Enfor-
1: the enforcers, the, the guys right. who, it, it's like it's like the it's like when Whenever there's like a really, really, really good basketball team, there's always one asshole on the team. Yeah, fight. like
0: Rodman, Jokey Noah, Rod, whoever.
1: Draymond, Draymond Green, like John Starks. Guys, those guys are there so that way the big stars don't have to be dickheads. And that is Charles Oakley.
0: So like MJ would be out at a club, he'd punch you in the face, and then when you come in to hit him back, Charles Oakley right tackled you. Yep. Like he ends the night ends with Charles Oakley fish hooking you.
1: No, Which it, means, starts with, it starts with Michael Jordan grabbing your woman and just saying, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it ends when you're in a cloud of Charles Oakley yeah. trying to say, my bad. My bad, Oakley. Yo, you no, been, I, was, you, I was just kidding.
0: MJ was talking to that young lady. You got a
1: problem I, with that?
0: No, no, sir. Uh,
1: can I get your autograph? I just want your autograph. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Could you imagine being put in that situation? Like, Let's say you walk in there with your wife, Jill. Michael Jordan, like, grabs her ass or something. He's like, yo, you want to come through to the crib? And then right away, you're like, yo, MJ, what's up? And then right before you could even open your mouth, Charles Oakley's punching you in the face.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I got, I got, a uh, I got an arm of Charles Oakley on my neck. He, he's,
0: he's, he's you, maybe you'd be like, oh, that's awesome, MJ. You, you might even be complimenting MJ, but before you could even open your mouth, Charles Oakley's already choking you out.
1: Yeah, I'm already getting elbowed out of the room.
0: Like he's already assessed the situation and decided to just go in and, and, and make he, his
1: move. He assessed me before I even fully walked in and showed the guy my ID.
0: Like he 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 pretty much is. MJ will harass a woman and then Oakley beats the shit out of their boyfriend.
1: It it, it pretty much goes in that in that order.
0: Wait, what you say, bitch? No, no, no. I'm, I'm complimenting you, MJ.
1: Oh, uh, oh, oh Charles.
0: Charles, he, he kicks it off by, by throwing a drink in your face. <laughs> like, before, before you could even close your mouth, there's a drink in your
1: face. There's a, there's a drink and a fist all in my face.
0: So if you ever wondered why a guy like MJ would hang out with the types of people like Charles Oakley,
1: yeah, really? I think you
0: got your answer. A guy who's not afraid of nine security guards at Madison Square Garden. He was Dude, He, he, was, he was, was slapping their hands.
1: He, no, he, not only was he slapping their hands, but he shoved two of them like hard. Like, it was it was like that scene in Rocky Four where Drago pushes Apollo, <laughs> and the whole and the whole stage like fell over. Like they all moved, man. It was crazy.
0: And he didn't give a shit either. Like he he no. he didn't even care that there was thirty thousand people staring at him.
1: No, and he was and he still was like huge, like he had, and he's got like that old man strength now, so he's even. He's like 10 times tougher than he was when he played in the NBA.
0: Oh, my God. So it, it actually made me a bigger fan of Charles Uncle. <laughs> and then And then do you see that the Knicks owner brought back Latrell Sprewell and he was like sitting courtside with him?
1: I did not see that. Latrell Sprewell was there?
0: Yeah, so Latrell Sprewell, who I guess hated James Dolan for years, they had a big feud. Now he brought Latrell Sprewell back to like, it's almost like you're walking around with a hot chick to piss off the other chick.
1: But what are you doing? If your game's going, like, what are you doing, man? Like, your franchise is in complete disarray, and you're going to freaking embarrass the heart and soul? I mean, let's face it. If anybody ever says the heart and soul of the New York Knicks is what? Patrick Ewing and freaking Charles Oakley. That's yeah. all anybody ever cares about. Maybe Walt Frazier. Maybe, I don't know. That's that's about it. That's all I, that's all I can really name for you. Maybe... No, That's that's the biggest guys right there. Yeah. Willis Reed? I mean that's it. Yeah. That's all you get. If you want to treat Charles Oakley good. I mean, that's the one guy that can bring your fans like happiness you in
0: yeah. yeah, at least at least it's like fun when it makes them like warm and fuzzy inside to see Oakley courtside when their team yeah. is complete dog shit for the last like twenty years.
1: <laughs> of course he's Shoves all the freaking security <laughs> guards, and they're chanting his name.
0: Did you see that Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan call him? But like Charles Oakley's phone was like in the cops' bag or something.
1: Yeah, like his was, phone was confiscated. He was getting processed as Michael Jordan was trying to call him.
0: Yo, oh man, chill out, man. Phil Phil gave me the call, man. Chill out, man. Fuck that, MJ. Fuck
1: I like that. how like I like how like the only way to defuse the Charles Oakley's situation is get it to get his handler. Hey, MJ. Michael, Michael Jordan. Right. MJ, I need you.
0: Mike, I need you, Mike.
1: Call Charles.
0: Yo, yo Phil, what's up? We going to run this again? You want me on the Knicks? <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. God. Charles Oakley's beating up all my security. Can you, uh, can, you <laughs> can you give him I'm, a call?
1: I'm pretty sure MJ knows the drill when it comes to Charles Oakley. I'm pretty sure I was like, MJ, it's about Oak. Gotcha. I'll give a call.
0: It's like um, when Vincent Price would try to like calm down Edward Scissorhands or something. Edward, <laughs> Edward, calm down, Edward. Um, a couple other things. Did you see there's a website called FarmersOnly.com for farmers to date women?
1: No, but that's fantastic.
0: Check it out after 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 done with this. So there's a girl driving oh, so, with this douchebag.
1: So, so they say farmers are going plowing. They really are.
0: That's right. She's with this douchebag, and he's like, like, hey, my car, my car. And then this guy pulls up in this dirty pickup truck. And she jumps in the truck with him and she goes, You wanna go mudding?
1: Oh my god, that has reality TV show hit written all over it. Do you
0: do you wanna be with a girl who goes mudding?
1: Well, it depends. If that's your <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> I'm at running. it, man. If you're if your uh biggest part of your day is cleaning up pig shit, that might be the girl for you.
0: You wanna go muddin? Mudding. Um, did you see the guy paid a hundred thousand dollars for the Harambe Cheeto?
1: Why are people so obsessed about this gorilla?
0: But couldn't he have had the remains of harambe for a hundred thousand dollars?
1: Dude, you could have the remains of harambe for twelve cents.
0: Couldn't he have like harambe's son for a hundred thousand?
1: Dude, you could have harambe stuffed in your living room for less than that.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he could have had the actual harambe, like the dead harambe.
1: The dead harambe.
0: Like what Why do you what do you do with the harambe the cheetah?
1: Gorilla. Yeah, I never understand people that buy chips and any kind of that of junk food that resemble presidents and now dead gorillas <laughs> i do not understand the appeal all right
0: i told i i put on on social media that I'd answer some listener questions to wrap this up real quick i
1: saw that it started getting violent
0: oh yeah some guy was like talking shit about mexican so i like deleted his comments and he's like and he was- and he's like, quit being a pussy. Just block me. I'm like, okay, I'll block you then. But
1: like, you can't. Why? You can't use why racial- people ask you to block them. Like you should just block me. Well, he was uh, he well, was like you using, friends with you? He was
0: using like a shitload of racial slurs about Mexican people. I'm like, you can't put that on there. I don't want that on my page. <laughs> uh, okay, real quick, I'm going to go through these quick. Adam uh, Adam Doz uh, Delezel, is there any chance for you to get ownership of your old serious shows that next to impossible? Uh, we could probably do something on the DL, the download. They, they don't give a shit. Probably.
1: What do you mean ownership, like, to play the shows again?
0: Like, he wants to know if we could put our old serious shows on there. I don't know. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, if you could do prank calls on there. I do prank calls on the morning show. I mean, I'm not going to do them on here. This is different. First time you ever talked to Howard. I already talked about that earlier. An update on Little Puppets Lady who worked at the bank. What was that? I,
1: don't, I have no idea.
0: I think, what was that? I was at the bank. I think she said, like, well, you got, like, she had a voice like this. <laughs> Welcome to Chase Bank. Like that, like she. Had- oh yeah, she. Oh, that's right. She had hickeys on her neck. I think. I don't know. I haven't seen her. Uh, let's see. People at concerts that feel the need to tell you, cool shirt, bro. Be- this is from Mike because we should become best friends. Yeah, those people suck. Uh, Todd Michael says cover proper gym attire and etiquette. There's a dude here in work boots, another here in corduroy pants, and I'm at a nicer gym, LA Fitness. Yeah, the guys who wear jeans at the gym, or like they were like dirty, like jeans with like paint all over them yeah that's probably not a good move and then this guy Bobby said talk about this guy i think he was talking about um
1: also real quick also i never understand the people that walk around with a gym bag at all time like there is a locker you could use that if you're not going to use a locker what's the gym bag if you're already in your gym clothes
0: yeah the guys who have like nine bags and they have a whole like setup
1: and you and i've discussed this before there's always like one or two really fat guys that are there drinking like what used to be a giant milk carton full of like purple juice liquid. What are they? What are you drinking? What is that?
0: This guy Ray wants to hear our old intro with Pantera on it.
1: <laughs> was a, do, you, do you still have that? I don't know.
0: I could probably cut it into this right if I have it. I, I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't know where it is.
1: That was Sludge's voice. That was that was a good intro. The apar- unleash the
0: fury. That was a good intro. Um... The appropriate amount of times you can wear different articles of clothing, this is from Alexander, before washing. Now, for jeans, I think you can wear them a few times before washing in the winter, but in the summer, I think jeans have a one, two, two-time wear max.
1: How many How many pairs of jeans do you own? I, I, I don't
0: know, like 20 or something, more maybe?
1: You own 20 pairs of jeans? I think so. I think I own about six pairs. And that you, I, you that, wash them? That, that I wash them, but they fit me just right. Some people, I mean, I can almost go a week without washing my, uh, in the summer, I would say maybe about five, I can go four days without washing them.
0: Not, wait, in the winter, you're saying, right?
1: No, in the summer, I could go.
0: The summer's when they get all disgusting from the heat.
1: Yeah, but you're in and out of air conditioning. I mean, you're always in and out of heat. Mm. If you're, if you're if you're inside somewhere the heat's on, you No, that's sweaty. like room I mean,
0: temperature. When you're out in the 100 degree weather and it's just baking your ass into sweating and shit, you should, you should wash it more often
1: than that. Yeah I I made the Uh I
0: agree,
1: uh, I agree to disagree.
0: God, there's so many questions here. Uh I'll take one more, let's see. How awesome is the president doing? Uh not awesome. Totally entirely. <laughs> not awesome at all. Uh Craziest shit you ever done at a job. Oh, this is a guy I used to work with at Walmart, like jumping off pellets. So when I worked at Walmart, we used to wrestle in the back room, and there'd be pellets of, like, paper towels. We would jump off the rafters and do elbow drops onto these pellets.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: And the whole whole warehouse was smashed. Like, all the paper towels were completely smashed, and we didn't even care.
1: (laughs) I also like your story of... uh... Some girl couldn't get anything out of a vending machine, and you broke through the glass.
0: Oh yeah, so the chips were caught, and I'm like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get them out." And I just like smet, like I, you know, like when you put your shoulder into a vending machine. The first time it didn't come out, so I did it again harder, and I smashed through the vending machine. <laughs> and then all these guys are like,
1: "Oh snap! Free chip! Free chip!" Did you hand chip! the, the chips, or did you just get no? Them I'm like, board? please, please put them back.
0: No. <laughs> I, I remember the manager. I remember the look of like conf, the, the look of confusion and just like just like shock on the manager's face. He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah." I'm like, All right, well, don't worry. He's like, don't worry. He's like, "Don't worry
1: about it." Are you okay? Yeah, I, I think you well, I mean, you could have possibly sued though if you got cut. But well, you were oh, doing I was bleeding.
0: No, no, no. I was bleeding for sure. <laughs> I was 100 percent bleeding. That's without a doubt. I was covered in blood. My whole arm was scraped oh, up.
1: Wonderful. I, I
0: smashed through a, like a plate of glass
1: <laughs> it was wonderful.
0: That's the All
1: same right, out of the docket.
0: Yeah, when I worked at Walmart, we used to play craps in the cooler. so we, we we worked in the food department. I was like, I don't know, 16, seventeen, and we would take the milk crates, we'd block off like the the hallway so no one could get into the coolers. These are the back coolers. We were just sitting there for, like, an hour and play craps for money. Can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> no, that's crazy.
0: That's when I really started getting into gambling. Because, like, we would go to this guy's house after and we'd play craps. And sometimes it was for, like, a lot of money at that time. Because you're making yeah. $7 an hour. I mean, like, a $20 bet is a lot of
1: money. Yeah, that's uh, all in.
0: But, I mean, we were, we'd were we play, like, Paper, Scissors, Rock in the bread aisle. We'd hide the money underneath the bread. Oh.
1: Like, what was wrong with us? Okay. But anyways. No,
0: all right, well, we'll wrap it up on that, and we'll holler next week. See ya.
1: Peace. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real, and I believe in you.